0: Hmm?
1: Ah! When you're stressed about something, sometimes your mind clings to a weird thing. And for us it was somehow the clothing and the makeup and um it was a little bit like the first day of school though, or starting a new job. So I think it was kind of normal to obsess about that. But yeah, it was I have some really great makeup because Yeah. Because there's, I,
2: <laughs> I went shopping and bought some things that I wore one time and now and I just have a good collection.
1: Yeah, we do. We have nice clothes. So invite us somewhere and uh, we'll look
2: great. <laughs>
0: If anyone uh, would like someone to moderate a panel, then uh, Brittany and Amanda are available.
2: We yes. have the clothes and makeup. Yes. So. Wow. Yeah. We'll be wearing the right shade of
0: lipstick. Or MC or bar mitzvah or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs>
2: I'll do a good bar mitzvah.
1: <laughs> I'll do a bar mitzvah. Yeah. We'll do that. Absolutely.
0: Podcast Junkies, episode 77. 77. That should be like a lucky number. Because it's 14... I think it's just double lucky seven. I think I actually officially just made it a lucky number. If you're new to the show, then uh, you'll be wondering why I tend to ramble in the beginning, but it gets better. Trust me, it does. This is Podcast Junkies, aka the Podcaster's Voice. My name is Harry Duran. I'm your host for this and every episode since day one, and uh, we talk to interesting engaging, heart, heartfelt, heartfelt is the conversation, but the, the actual podcaster, uh, would be heartwarming maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking about the interview I just had today, but, uh, that's what we do. And I love the fact that I can do this. And I love the fact that I can have this platform, uh, to speak to people that I admire. And, We're going to keep on doing it. And I love your feedback. And I love connecting with you. It may seem like it's a a one way conversation. And it's, you know, podcasters know we're sitting here in our office slash room slash den slash closet slash studio slash backyard, garage, whatever it is. If you're Mark Marin, you're in your garage. And we try to. Connect without having a physical person in front of us, but I know that you're there and, and I know you're listening and I see the comments and I see the feedback and I see the the reviews and I love it and I appreciate it and I thank you for it because to be quite honest this I don't have a show without you and I want you guys to remember that so this week Sharing the podcastic love with uh, Brittany and Amanda, host of the Once Upon a Time podcast. Uh, I did not know anything about the show. And I was wondering, to be quite honest, I was wondering like where the conversation would go because I'm not a regular um, regular viewer and uh, I-, I was overthinking it totally. They're, they're so much fun. And you know why wouldn't they be? they They've got interesting and and cool stories and And as a podcast host, you know you just have to focus on that and and the, and the sincerity will come through, the humor will come through, and before you know it, like an hour's gone by, and you were just sitting there, having a fun chat with uh someone. That's doing what you're doing and who enjoys it just as much as you do. So, why wouldn't we have a great conversation? I think you'll agree. Brittany and Amanda, Once Upon a Time podcast. So, Brittany and Amanda, thank you so much for uh, joining me on Podcast Junkies.
1: Yeah. Hi. It's our pleasure. Thank you for having us.
0: You guys probably get interviewed all the time.
1: No, oh, yeah, <laughs> every day. I Very actually, Gross has me on speed dial. <laughs> I just texted Brittany before we did this. And I said, it's so weird to be the one being interviewed for once.
0: <laughs> Do, I mean, is there, some, is there something that you can point to that can prepare you guys for, you know, all the skills you need to learn when it comes to podcasting? Because I, I, you're 92 episodes in and I'm sure you know a lot more now about podcasting than you did when you started.
2: We both come from backgrounds where she, Amanda is a, has a journalism background. I uh, wrote for a website called The Two Cents and that we oftentimes did, They like NBC will have a interview process where you get to dial a number and ask your questions of different celebrities. And so you get kind of that that experience with doing interviews. And so I think that does translate a little bit to podcasting. And you feel like, I've got this. I know this. And then as you start, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is this is so much harder than I thought it was. But then, you know, 92 episodes in you finally have a groove and and you get what you're doing. But yeah, at the very beginning it was that faux knowledge of I've talked on the phone to celebrities. It's just like that and it's it's not.
1: Yeah, and I would say it's really important to just have a variety of interests. Like Brittany and I, we have a lot of different interests in our personal lives and then also about entertainment and different things that we talk about every week on the podcast. And for me, I have always been interested in communications and journalism, and I actually was really interested in podcasting from the very beginning. I did not podcast, but I had friends who were into podcasting, way back in the early to mid 2000s, when this whole thing kind of started. So it had always been something I was um, paying attention to, I guess, or keeping track of. So.
0: So Amanda, what, what shows do you remember um, early on that you were drawn to or that sort of caught your ear, so to speak?
1: Um, It wasn't actually a show in particular. I had a friend whose name is Josh, and he actually now works for Twit TV. And he and I worked on a local broadcasting television station together. And this was in high school, and our high school was big enough to basically have some local TV programming. And he was the one who first told me about podcasting. He was very into it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. But back then, it was... um, Um, just such an underground kind of thing. And uh, so it's really, actually, it's amazing to me that it's in recent years, it's podcasting has become this big thing. And a lot of it is thanks to shows like Serial, of course, that really pushed it into the mainstream. Even when Brittany and I started, it was 2013. And I think a lot of people didn't know what a podcast was they still don't know what a podcast they is. They still don't. <laughs> they still don't. But I do feel like podcasting has at least, you know, there's been a little bit more awareness of it recently, which is nice.
0: And uh, Brittany, what's your earliest recollection of what was happening around the podcasting world?
2: I didn't know anything about podcasts until I started listening to Jason's Walking Dead cast. I mean, I knew of podcasts, but I didn't know really what they were, what they entailed. And I just really loved The Walking Dead. And so I was like, I have to, like, I need more. And so I found Jason's podcast. And that's that's exactly where it started. He's the reason I have a podcast now, or we have a podcast. Because he was, he was very inspirational in getting our podcast going.
0: Seems like a lot of it can be traced to, uh, I guess we'll call him Papa Jason. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was so patient, very nice, asked a thousand questions. He had me on his show a couple of times and... I, that's really where I got the bug. Cause I just, I like talking about television. I'm a pop culture fan. And so this, that's, this was the perfect outlet for that.
0: And so when you, um, now it's almost like the tables are turned, right? Because now you have people that are calling into your show or, or, or um, at least reaching out to you. Um, and, and I know you read letters or emails from people that are, are fans of the show. So what, what have you learned from the fact that you know when when you think about the time when Jason had you on originally, and then probably you were nervous when you first came on, mm-hmm. if you've never been on a podcast before? And I'm wondering, as your show has grown, um, you've seen that the tables have turned now uh, in terms of guiding people.
2: Yeah, and it's really interesting because you realize that people are actually listening to you. And I know that sounds really weird, but you don't. You don't realize how far reaching you can be until people say, I was sick and listened to all 90 of your episodes while I was sick. And I just wanted to say that back in episode 22, you said, and I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) hang hang on a second. I don't remember what I said last week's podcast. I can't go back, you know, 40 episodes. So I think that was the biggest surprise to me is, is how engaged people can be when you, you don't think about it, you're sitting at your desk and you're talking about this TV show. And then all of a sudden people are writing in and saying, I agree, or I really hate what you said about this. That's, that's the nerve wracking part sometimes.
0: uh, Amanda, it's gotta be crazy. The first time you hear that someone actually went through your whole back catalog, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's stressful
1: because I have a terrible memory. So they say, oh, you said this, Amanda. I'm like, I never said that. I probably did,
0: but it's it's um, it's a bit humbling, right? Because I've I mean I've uh, come across people that say you know it's some I think podcast fans and podcast junkies they they have this sort of um, mentality where I have to start something from the beginning and I have to get my head around everything that's involved. It's it's kind of like it's very similar to what happens with TV shows, right? Because you want to watch it from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if either of you could talk to like the, that whole concept of really being honored that someone would actually take the time to do that with your own pod, with your own show.
1: I am, yeah, I for sure feel that it's, it is an honor. It's really amazing. And it's also something that doesn't surprise me too much because I come from, well, the reason I really wanted to do this podcast was I was coming out of some uh, master's research and one of the things I looked at in my master's research was adult education and the power of media in education. And I feel like uh, th- a lot of people out there, especially adults, um, were sitting at our desks all day at work and sometimes... You just want to learn or you want to hear someone else's opinion or there's a craving to get more knowledge. And it's so easy to get a lot of information these days. But I feel like podcasts are something that helps people focus on their interests and they really can develop as individuals through the information that they hear a podcast show. And honestly, it doesn't matter what they're listening to, in my opinion. I think it could be something about technology. It could be about a television show. And I still feel like you have a successful show if people are able to listen to that, connect to it, and really feel like they've grown or developed as a person coming out of an hour podcast. So that's something I always really wanted to strive to do with my show because I kind of knew the power of uh, a podcast is an educational tool but at the same time i also really knew the power of listeners as people who have that interest and they kind of breathe life into us and our show by being interested and in, and in listening so in a weird way it was kind of this the theories and thoughts I had about the power of podcasts. And it's just been really gratifying to see that, Hey, it's true. It actually, it works like that. And so, yeah, it's really nice.
0: It's almost like, uh, it's a continuation of your master's thesis <laughs> in practice.
1: Little known fact it is. Yeah, actually it really, really is because, um, I, uh, yeah, I was doing all this master's research. I was very, it's a very lonely process. I was writing a thesis, et cetera, et cetera. And so in some little way, the podcast was like this little experiment. I had to try it out. I had to try all of this stuff I was reading about and writing about and see if it really worked. And It did. So, not to say the podcast is this giant Amanda's experiment, but I had no idea. (laughs) And Brittany doesn't know this. She's sitting here like, "Oh my gosh, what?" (laughs) But yeah, a part of it, I I was really driven by some of the research I'd been doing, and and it it it's kind of like a weird science experiment that worked out.
0: So, and and that's when you put the ad out on Craigslist that Brittany answered (laughs) for a podcast (laughs) host,
1: (laughs) exactly.
2: Surprise, Brittany. <laughs> unless
0: there's unless there's a better story you can tell, Brittany, of how you guys met.
2: Actually, the true story is uh, we both were nerds for Once Upon a Time. I mean, that's really what it is. And we're both pretty active on Tumblr. And we found each other just through the tagging system on Tumblr. Hey, this is really cool to talk about. What if we went back and watched all of the shows starting at Season 1? I think this is right before Season 3 was about to start. So we went back, started it season one, episode one, start watching it. And we're talking on Skype and we're like, you know, we have some pretty good opinions about this show. We're pretty smart about Once Upon a Time. Too bad nobody else can hear us. And so Amanda and I thought, well, what if we just do a podcast? And I had been wanting to do a podcast. I caught the podcasting bug. Amanda wanted to podcast. And that's, I mean, that's how it happened. The magic started then.
0: But there must have been other shows that, you, you know, when I, I think about, you know, for a while, I was watching it like five or six different shows at one time. Um, was it something specifically about Once Upon a Time that I, I think had a lot of maybe just details? And I, I think of shows like Lost. There's so much plot lines and stuff that you can talk about that you can just spend hours and hours at, at the water cooler the next day talking about it. It was the sh- Was the show that kind of show where... Now that you found someone that that had the same passions that you did, you guys found that you were just talking endlessly about it.
2: Yes, yes. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, Once upon a time is done by two of the writers that did that worked on Lost, so there are tons of Easter eggs, and the storylines are similar in that there are flashbacks. Um, they're not flash forwards yet. I'm waiting for it. Keep my fingers crossed. Um, be careful, but they be careful for into. Their- I know, I know, <laughs> I know that. that uh, um, but they do a lot of in depth character driven plot lines. And one of the best things about this show is that the women are the main characters and they there, it's all about, you know, the tale of Snow White, but Snow White is actually not a damsel in distress. And the evil queen is evil, but here's why. And we really get into the story of that. And it's so intricate in those little details that you could talk about the show for ninety-two podcast episodes, and still be able to go back to season one and go, okay. So back when this happened, now that we're three more seasons in, four seasons in, how did how do you think that this really was supposed to play out? It's just one of those kind of shows.
1: And what I like about it is it is a show that has a lot of themes and a lot of stories. And a lot of things are drawn from not just fairy tales, but mythology. You have a lot of tropes. Uh, Basically, there are a lot of universally appealing stories, and they often have a very fresh spin on the stories. But I just find it's it's so it's such an appealing show in the sense it's it's can appeal to anyone and it has so much um, broad interest. So if you enjoy the story of Snow White or if you love a classic love story, it's there. But at the same time, if you like a story about someone who really went up against the establishment or really wanted to change their life or be a different person, that story is in there too. So Once Upon a Time is a really nice show to podcast about because you can make of it what you want to make of it. You can either enjoy it for its entertainment value or for the fact that every so often they'll throw in a happy ending kind of story, or you can really dig into some of the grittier details and talk about the evil queen turning into a good person, but how can she, you know, find love when she has this dark past. Who's ever going to love her? So you can get into some really um, gritty, dirty stories, basically. Not dirty as in like sexy dirty. I mean like you know, you get your hands dirty and you can okay. really dig into some good stories. Um, so that's what I love about it, is basically It's basically it's great. We can be serious one week and talk about this really sad story that played out that week on Once Upon a Time, but then the next week you might have this really fluffy story about the princesses from frozen and, you know, you can just enjoy the entertainment of it all.
0: It seems like the concept of storytelling is just really timeless because, you know, you have the storytelling podcasts right now, which are really, really big. But I think if you think um, when I think back to my childhood, you know, some of the most fondest memories are just some of the books that I read as a child that had these fantastical stories and that just would transport you to some like other land and, you know, w- watching Star Wars for the first time. And I think there's an inherent part of all of us, and I don't know if it if it's the same for you. If it speaks to like an aspect of uh, your childhood or you as a child, um, in terms of how you how you like and how you enjoy storytelling, and I'm wondering if either of you could talk about uh, that if that's that plays any part in in the, in the draw or, of a show like that.
1: Well, yeah, fairy tales are kind of like comfort food, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the macaroni and cheese. <laughs>
2: I think what appeals to all of the most of them, I would say the majority of people that watch Once Upon a Time is that aspect of these are the fairy tales brought into the modern world. And so we have to deal with real things like bad breakups. But then there's that fairy tale spin on it where it was a bad breakup, but she got her whatever in the end, whatever she wanted to get out of that failing relationship or, you know, I lost my job, but then you put a fairy tale spin on it and I lost my job, but now I'm a police officer in a town that has a dragon that lives underneath the library and I have to go slay it. Like it puts that spin on real life doldrums and makes you feel a little bit better about the real world. And so I think storytelling in that regard makes all of us feel a little bit better about our own lives. That, that's, that's what storytelling has done for me. And I think about the books that I read as a kid, even the books that I read now, um, and, and how they make me think about my own life, whether it's, my life could be so much worse because this character's life sucks. Or, you know, I, I, I get that fantasy element of something that I wish could happen in my life. And I think that's, what, that's definitely what Once Upon a Time does for people. Very but- cool. At the same time,
1: I don't know if it necessarily brings me back to childhood, because actually, as a child, I was really terrified of a lot of these fairy tales. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't enjoy them at all. Um, But one thing I do think is... I think we're always, as humans, we're trying to make sense of the world. And I do feel like a lot of these stories help us with that. Obviously, that's why fairy tales were created in some way. It was to help people make sense of the crazy world we're in. And I think especially right now, it's it's really important when we're bombarded with a lot of messages in the media and, and a lot of messages in the news. Um, so I think it's nice. And I think it's something that's not necessarily... About childhood, or or regressing to your past, but also something that I think adults turn to stories and turn to fairy tales to help them make sense of the world.
0: From a from a timing perspective, when you started the show, um, there were there other actual Once Upon a Time podcasts.
2: There are a couple other podcasts, and they started in season one. So they definitely had the, the advantage of having been on the air longer than, than we have. And I don't think we ever really thought about that too much. I, we just really wanted to talk about the show. And I don't think, even now, we may not ever be like the number one Once Upon a Time podcast, but it's just like we don't, we don't care. I mean, we, we know by now you know, who listens to us and that people do. And I think that's always from the start been the most important part that we are entertaining to people. And we get a lot of cross listenership is that a lot of people listen to us, but then say, you know, we also listen to this other podcast and people like have like having different ideas, listening to ours. And we say one thing about something and other podcasts say something different. And it makes you think all the way around that there are a thousand different viewpoints on this show And I think that's one of the best things about having a community of little once upon a time podcasts is that you really get to flesh out your ideas and theories about the show. That's fun.
1: Yeah, I would say we're all very different. I agree. I think all the podcasts are are very different. And we all have a different style of podcasting. And uh, I think we just uh, it was never something we worried about because we knew that our voices were pretty unique. And uh, they are. Um,
0: And and that's what's so fantastic about podcasting is, you could have. It's just like with any genre. I mean, you talk about there's a, way too many entrepreneurial podcasts, but <laughs> but just even in in the fan you know fan based podcasts, there's you see so many, and and the more popular a show is, it's almost tied directly to how many podcasts there are going to be about that mm-hmm. show. But to your point, Brittany, I think it's um, really interesting that people become drawn to the personalities around the show I always tell people this like you could tell you could take the same podcast the same subject matter and you know put put it out at the same time but you put two different people behind the microphone and you'll end up with you know over time just wildly different podcasts because you're going to start injecting, injecting like your personal life and, and your life stories and your sense of humor and, and then your banter back and forth when you have co-hosts. And I think it's important for people you know who are looking to start new podcasts as well not to think, well, it's already out there. It exists. So why should I even bother?
2: That's true. And I think one thing that people fall into too is, they model themselves strictly, okay, this is how, this is exactly how this podcast that I like goes. And so we can only talk about these topics. We can only do this. And then we have to move on. And Amanda, I mean, we kind of, because we didn't know what we were doing, we kind of did start that way. But now, I mean, once you've done it, you do come into your own personality. Your podcast ends up having a personality and really, your brand is you and how you are in the podcast. That's really important. And I think we, we really were fortunate enough to realize that early on and we've capitalized on, cause I think Amanda and I, we have a lot of similar interests, but really sometimes I feel like the only thing we have in common is once upon a time. Like that's literally the, only, like she watches like Danish television shows. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm watching lost for the 10,000th time, you know, like it's, we're so, so different, but we capitalized on that. And so Our podcast, even though Once Upon a Time is our core topic, we talk about everything, and I think that's honestly sometimes more of the appeal than let's get down to business of serious talking about Once Upon a Time.
1: Yeah, we definitely play up the banter whenever we can, whenever it's going well, because sometimes that is more important uh, in the episodes than actually talking about Once Upon a Time. I've also noticed Brittany and I, were very different personalities. And I think each of us connects to different people who listen to our show. So we'll notice uh, that each of us gets different people coming to our personal accounts on Twitter, for example, and sending us different comments. And so I've noticed this trend of you know we, we each kind of get different people who want to interact with each of us after the show so it's really nice that we have this great on-air dynamic together and we're doing a show together but I think there are a lot of things where we are uh, basically we contrast a lot too and uh, so it kind of Helps us appeal to maybe a broader audience. I don't know. That's it's just a, my theory. It's, Whatever. This, it's
0: the, the sum is greater than the individual parts.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Two heads are better than yeah. one.
0: So who, who's Thelma and who's Louise?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with me being the Thelma in this scenario. We also like to be um, (laughs) Kathy Lee and Hoda (laughs) Lee and Hoda. We we do we do tend to on our regular shows, we have a glass of wine or something as we're podcasting and we're very we have asked we have shouted out Kathy Lee so many times we would love this to that is a sponsorship we would do we would (laughs) we really want to promote her wine (laughs) by
1: being sent cases of it. So do you actually drink her wine? Uh, Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All of the time while we podcast.
0: Well, let's put the word out there. You never know. Stranger things have happened. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Amanda, can you recommend a, a good Danish TV show I should watch?
1: A good Danish TV show. The best television show ever is Danish and it's called Borgen. It's like the Danish version of West Wing or House of Cards. Uh, it's about a female prime minister. But yeah, that was an amazing show. And also last summer, I binge watched a show on Netflix called Rita, which is a very cute
2: show. She binge watched it to the point where we got the the creator of the show on our podcast for an interview. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: We what? spoke to Christian Thorpe, who created that whole show. So what, uh, that was fun.
0: What was the name of that one again?
1: Uh, Rita,
2: and it's on Netflix. So
0: go watch it. Have either of you seen Black Mirror?
2: I have heard so so many celebrities are watching that show, and I so I've heard a lot about it. It is on my never-ending list of shows to watch. I watch I watch way too much television, but I it's on my radar.
0: Um, yeah, it's trippy. It's like the new uh, Twilight Zone.
2: Oh, and I love I'm such a junkie for the Twilight Zone. I love it every New Year's Day. That's I watch Twilight Zone all day long.
0: So you're gonna love it then. Um, so, Brittany, what's your earliest memory? Since you're, you're, since you're the self-avowed TV fanatic, what's your yes. early earliest memory of a TV show?
2: So I can go real honest answer or <laughs> answer that I think is more appealing to people. Actually, the first TV show I ever remember watching was a show on NBC called Sisters. Early 90s had um, uh, Swoozy Kurtz in it. And I love this show. First of all, I don't even know why my parents allowed me to watch the show because it was very, like, early Desperate Housewives. And I was maybe eight or nine. I mean, it was right before X-Files started because that was my next obsession. But I watched Sisters to the point where my we were trying to go somewhere, and I told my dad that TV was my life. And he removed every TV from our house, and we didn't have TV for a year. Whoa um that really made him upset so but so that was that's my earliest tv memory but i also loved star trek as a kid i didn't ever see the original series run but after the news on sunday nights they would air a rerun of next generation so i remember watching that with my dad so those are my two and then of course x-files came and that's when i was like okay tv is is amazing
0: so um amanda slightly different question what's your earliest memory of uh, a movie in the theaters?
1: A movie? Um, oh, I'm not a big movie person. It's okay. <laughs> not a good question for me. Um, let's see. What was the first movie? I think I actually saw The Little Mermaid. I think that was the first one I ever saw in theaters. Uh, the first movie I ever really loved was a tie between The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. Loved those
0: those did, movies. Did you see the... Um, What's the movie with Tom Hanks about uh, the the prime the the main, the main actress in um, Saving Mr. Banks was it?
1: Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, it was a very good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I had it.
0: no idea about the backstory there, like with how Mary Poppins was made. And so...
1: I cried for <laughs> <know. whole> movie. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. I actually had no idea there was such a backstory
2: to it.
0: So we watched it with my wife. And then we immediately said, we got to go watch Mary Poppins again. And then you watch it and you're like watching it through a completely different lens.
2: It's like mind blown. <laughs> Just, whoa. <laughs> she hated and... this movie. <laughs>
0: And then it's like, uh, yeah, it just it's like makes you sadder to think about like the songs that they sing when you think about like the, the way that she was writing the songs and <laughs> there was actually someone that came to her house and took care of her and the relationship with her father and all that sort of stuff. It was it was crazy.
2: Sometimes you find out things about TV shows or movies you really love. Like I. Like Amanda, love The Sound of Music. And then I found out that Christopher Plummer hated The Sound of Music <laughs> so much. And now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, he was drunk all through this scene because he hated it. And so sometimes, you know, you want to get that extra knowledge because you love the behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, be careful about what you dig out because sometimes it just it'll change your perspective on things.
0: It's funny, you guys, uh, I was listening to one of the episodes and you were talking about um, the online forums and how people... Um, the writers were getting into the forums and they on on some of these shows, and I think it was specifically with your show, but obviously it can happen to anything and where they sort of spoil some of the magic because it 's like they they reveal something or they break the third wall if you will, because they 're getting into the forums and they 're interacting with fans and then I think one of you made a point that you know sometimes you don 't want to know how you know how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think we were saying that with Twitter recently. We've seen that a lot with Once Upon a Time, where a lot of the writers want to explain themselves to fans. And uh, it does kind of ruin the magic a little bit. And I think it's also something that I'm sure, as someone with experience writing, there's always a lot more that goes into it than you can explain in a 140-character tweet. So I also I still don't trust all of the things they say on on Twitter or even in interviews with the media. I I think there are a lot of politics involved with television. And so I would just rather watch TV and, and not get too caught up in what is said behind the scenes.
0: Sounds like the, you have plans for a new podcast, the the, poli- <laughs> the, poli- the politics of TV. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Keep that in the back of your mind, there, Amanda. Well, I don't know if I want to get wrapped up into that. Though, <laughs> we first of all, I don't we might the not get sponsors. Of ABC knocking on my door, yeah, no, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> well, that may not happen, but as a result of the podcast, you guys had the uh, the good fortune of being um, at a panel in in San Jose.
2: That Yes, that was really fun and unexpected and surprising and amazing. So and ta- we reminisce about it almost every day, too. <laughs> I think we were just, we were just talking it about it today.
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, the
2: magic.
0: Well, I think um, I think it might have been Brittany, but you were saying that uh, prior to when, when we can talk a little bit about how, how it happened. But I think when, when it when it happened and you were aware that that was a possibility, I think you were saying that you weren't even sure if you wanted to go. Um,
2: yeah, I am. I'm am a person who is, and I think all of us are kind of continually evolving as people. And I put a lot of self-imposed restrictions on what I feel like I personally can and can't do. And it, I mean, it, it, it involves a lot of stuff, but basically it's like a, you have to start living your life for you and not, oh, this person would hate me being on stage with Lana Priya. I would not be a good fit standing next to Lana Priya or... Rebecca Mater. And so I had all that hyped up in my mind. And really it just came down to, well, why do I feel like that? Nobody said anything to make me feel that way. That was all me. And so it was kinda it was a moment of I just I have to go do it. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'm really grateful for that experience. Because I think on a deeper level, beyond the podcast and beyond anything that we do, it, it helped me as a person figure out that it's something that I can do. And and I think that that opened up a brand new 2016 for me going into the new year. I was determined to be who I really wanted to be. So I'm really grateful for that experience.
0: How was it for you, Amanda?
1: Oh, it was great. I always had, um, I don't know. I, I guess I just always felt like we would be great at doing something like that. And, I, at the same time, I was really hoping that Brittany would want to kind of take the plunge with me because you are sort of, it's one thing to podcast and we're all a little bit like that on the internet where you are in your house and you're behind your computer and to some extent you are kind of exposing your guts to the world and making a fool of yourself or at least you you risk it. But when you have to go out there and you're facing people who love the show and You know that you're going to be amongst the actors who help bring the show to life. You realize that you're really going to kind of plunge into this world that you were only observing before. And so I was very nervous about that. But at the same time, I felt like come on, let's just go and let's do it. And it was exactly what I i mean, it was exactly what I hoped it would be like. And, you know, just being a part of um, a group of fans who were there to support the show and to learn a little bit more. And I think both of us really wanted to ask some great questions uh, to the actors, because I know a lot of times they're asked the same questions over and over again by the media, like any actors on any television show often are. And so we Wanted to kind of bring a different angle to um, the questions we asked and hoped that maybe we would allow them to open up a little bit more to some of their fans and and tell different stories and to some extent that worked quite well because yeah. we we're talking to Rebecca <laughs> Mater, who plays the Wicked Witch on Once Upon a Time and she just dove into all of these stories about her past experiences as an actor in Hollywood and some of the roles that she had to try out for and I don't know she just opened up and she told some really really interesting stories about her experience on not just Once Upon a Time, but a lot of other television shows. So it was really gratifying to be there with her and, and kind of encourage that sort of conversation. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was a great experience.
2: And I'm not saying that we, our method works for everybody, but jet lagged at three o'clock in the morning, drinking a bottle of wine, just like passing it between the hotel bed. You come up, your mind is so open. <laughs> you come up with some really great questions.
0: No, I mean, I, I can, I can definitely vouch for uh, maybe not the jet lag, but when I'm in the plane, I think it's you know something. Um, I think when you're more relaxed and and you realize that you don't have the everyday life in front of you that stresses you out, I think there's something that opens up and yeah, and you're just in a more relaxed one. The wine helps too, I'm sure. It does, yeah. <laughs> but it, did it? So, Brittany did it. I mean, kind of prove something to you about you know what you're capable of and that you had doubts of going into it.
2: It did. It made me realize that I just need to blog about what I want to blog about and be who I want to be. And really the best thing that came out of that wasn't the panels were fantastic. And Amanda and our listeners have heard the story 10,000 times. But right before the day before we were scheduled to actually interview Rebecca Mater, I had the fortune to meet her. And when she heard my name, I and to back up a little bit, I had written my own blog post, about how excited I was to be able to do this and, you know, never giving up on your dreams. When you want something, go for it. Don't hesitate. And I didn't think anything about it. I just put it out there, you know, and their names were in it. So Rebecca made her, here's my name. And she goes, you, you're the one that wrote that thing. I was kind of like, um, I write a lot of things on the internet. I don't know. And she goes, no, um, my mom has Google Alerts set up for my name so that anything, anytime my name isn't anything, she gets an email. And so my mom called me while I was walking my dog and said, you know, you have to read this. This person wrote this. And so shout out to Rebecca Mater's mom, who apparently has been to my blog. Um, but that that moment of realizing how small the world is, but also your words impact people. She, Rebecca Mater said, I was crying, walking my dog, reading your blog. Wow. And that is never like, I mean, that's something that I've really taken to heart. And the fact that I blog and people read it. And so I had this experience and it made me feel like I can do so much with this platform. How can I use my powers for good here and, and make this a turning point for myself and what I want to do going
0: forward. That's a fantastic story.
2: It's, I I loved interviewing them. It was amazing. It was fantastic. But that moment, when a celebrity meets you normally, it's like that signing your autograph, moving on. Hi, thanks for watching the show. This was, she was doing that, but then she recognized my name and like a light bulb clicked. And it was so scary because I didn't know why she recognized me. <laughs> like, I've never met you before in my life. And so that was that was kind of terrifying. But then it was just awesome.
0: And then... I guess you left the part out where you're doing tequila shots at the bar. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we, Amanda and I have we, we're going to invite her the next time. we, Because she's for, really, she was yeah. so much fun. We're going to invite her to drinks next time we meet her. Our biggest regret is that we didn't ask her to go have drinks
1: with us. We thought about that later. We were like, we were both so surprised and we didn't know exactly what the protocol was. But later we were like, why didn't we invite her to drinks? Maybe we she heard- did follow us on
2: Twitter, though. So <laughs> cool.
1: we were afraid we insulted her by not including her more in our group. <laughs> <laughs> and so we will next time we'll try to out out and she probably
0: t- she probably tweeted about it afterwards she's like yeah Amanda and britney man i wish they would have asked me to hang out with them afterwards. i know <laughs> i know i'm sure she <laughs> she's
2: I- like written my number on a post-it note or something and are like call me if you want to hang out if you're ever in uh oklahoma call me
0: <laughs> well it just speaks to how normal at the end of the day they're real they're real people too yeah. right and the majority of them you know take out the uh uber stratosphere celebrities you know but the majority of actors at one time, we were struggling actors. At one time, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't get anyone to look at what they were doing. And then they caught their big break. And I think the people who are just uh, can. They go back home to their families to walk their dogs. You know, I've seen Chris Pine from, like, Star Trek here at the Ramen Place here in Los Angeles just hanging out. Like, I mean, they got to go shopping. It's
2: like that Us Weekly thing (laughs) of celebrities. They're just like us.
1: (laughs) And then they look like supermodels at the end of the day. Um, (laughs) No, but actually, I think, yeah, I felt that connection with them in the sense of I also feel I feel like they have so much responsibility too, because we saw them in a a con in a convention with fans that really connect them so strongly and so personally with their favorite character on the show and i felt like that's a lot of pressure for them to carry around and to you know i i think a lot of people are good with understanding that you know no the celebrity is not the same as their on-screen character but at the same time there is This sort of pressure they have, I think, to go in front of everyone and and really give them a good experience at the con. And and really, um, uh, yeah, it's just there's a performance that they have to kind of maintain even off screen, which is I think it's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah. uh, Fans get really pissed at when when they see evil, like like actors that play evil characters and they see them in the street. They're like, come on, man. Like, You're horrible
1: or it's like the Downton Abbey cast when they're in regular clothes people always complain
0: I have we're, we're hooked on that one too I think we haven't the last there's one last season I think so we, we have to watch that
2: I yeah I was hooked on that show and then I stopped. Because I was very disappointed in some turns of events. <laughs> we we stopped at the same time actually. We didn't even okay. know each other back then. But yeah, I, I think eventually I might actually catch up on Downstone. I will. When I can when I can binge it and, yeah. and yes. see it all, then I'll then I'll do that.
0: Yeah. That show takes some investment because like uh the first first season, first like episode, first four or five episodes, you're like, ugh please tell me this is going somewhere because I was like, <laughs> this is hard to watch. I mean, you know, like what is like all those shows like from the seventies and eighties, like English masterpiece theater. And uh, I was like, and there's a reason I didn't watch those shows. And then someone's like, I, and everyone's saying you got to watch Downton Abbey. I was like, okay. Wait, I made-
2: remember thinking what, what does Titanic have to do with this? Like, that's all I remember thinking the whole first season. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. The
1: first episode opened up with the Titanic singing.
0: And, and why are they ironing a newspaper? I was like,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
0: So, uh, Amanda, the, like, uh, Brittany had outlined this amazing, you know, what I call because of my podcast moment, right? And because everything leading up between the blog and then subsequently to the show and and meeting Rebecca. I'm wondering through the course of um, the podcast, if you've had like a similar moment where you've sort of been able to step back and see something that's happened. You're like, wow, you know, if it had not been for the podcast um, and it may have been something you covered, but if not you can let me know like uh, where you step back and say that that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Yes. The entire podcast actually is like that for me, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, before I started the podcast, I was actually in this really weird place in my life. I was having one of those sort of mid to, mid to late 20s crisis uh, type experiences. And uh, basically what happened, you know, I graduated from college, I went to work, I had a career, and then I got married and everything was going so well. And then suddenly my husband decided he needed to do his PhD research in the middle of nowhere, South America. So, so I went with him, very unusual kind of experience, one that I'm grateful for now, wasn't so grateful for at the time. And um, that's actually when I got into Once Upon a Time, because nothing like being having nothing to do with your life.
0: In the middle uh, to, of South America.
1: To, yeah, to just sort of binge watch. Thank you, Netflix, Latin America. They had Once Upon a Time, and I went through the entire first season. It was great. Um, and so that was actually, and I was also doing my master's research at the time. So it was kind of a weird, lonely time. And I never knew if I would get a job again. I never knew if, uh, like I said, I originally started out in journalism And I had always wanted to be a journalist, either print journalism or broadcast journalism, but that never really worked out because I happened to graduate at about the exact same time that newspapers were shutting down and journalists were being laid off left and right. So I just, at 27, which I felt was like over the hill at that point. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking at 27? Anyway. Um, so I thought like, uh, none of this worked out the right way. And, um, but then, what happened is I once upon a time happened, I met Brittany. we hatched this idea for a podcast, and then weirdly, the podcast brought me back into the place that was even better than I had hoped to be at this point in my life and it was just such a weird turnaround. Um the podcast gave me the fulfillment of that sort of communications and journalism quote unquote career that I always had wanted and I had never imagined being a podcaster, but that is actually my identity right now. That's what I feel like my career is, even though my day job is slightly different. And um we actually did a, a podcast episode about something it was slightly in between the once upon a time seasons we always podcast about something that's a little off topic so we were actually I think this was only a little over a year ago we were talking about fan fiction and so we were just having like this discussion about fan fiction and it's a thing now so we were talking about it and is it good or bad I don't know we were it was a great discussion actually Um, but in the course of preparing for that I emailed an old friend of mine. And I was like, I know you've written fan fiction. Tell me about it. Long story short, that email I sent to her led to um, a job offer. (laughs) So I got like a job that and it was just so weird that my podcast and Once Upon a Time ended up kind of bringing me back to a point where my crisis, 27 year old self thought I would never be much less be in only a few years. So for one thing, I would say like, I was kind of stupid to sort of judge myself and be like, Oh, it's all over. I'm, I'm dramatic that way. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, it was actually doing this podcast that sort of led me back into kind of a place I had wanted to be in. I had a place that I had pictured myself being. Um, And also going to San Jose, too, is also very much uh, fulfilling because, again, that sort of, as a journalist, you always want to be there and you want to be in the action. So it had been bothering me slightly that we, we had actually spoken to a few, uh, one person who was on the show, um, Sean McGuire, we interviewed him on our podcast, but then after that we hadn't really gotten any interviews and I was sort of getting a little panicky, like, oh no, are we ever going to get to talk to anyone else? And again, I'm very dramatic. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah. So then when the heroes and villains fan fest opportunity came up to, to moderate the panel, I was like, yes, back in the thick of things, you know, back in the action. Um, So I really, you know, again, this podcast has led me to so many things that I really, really wanted to do. And I thought would never happen. But you know, never say never.
0: That's a really nice story.
1: (laughs) It was a rambling story. (laughs) I talk a lot.
0: (laughs) No, I think what it's one of the things it highlights is um, when you when you originally start a podcast, and if you keep at it, and and you don't give up, and you know, you guys have done a, a great job of continuing. You know, and, and and as every podcaster knows, there's the pod fading. You know, and most don't make it past episode seven, and maybe episode twenty five, and then you know, you when you get, you're getting close to a hundred. So, it's obvious that you're taking this seriously, and it's something that really um, is part of your part of your lives now, and so. When you have a show that goes on for this long, I think um, what you find is it becomes a vehicle for you to do other things. And so initially, if you just thought, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, once upon a time. But then you start having interviews and then you start being asked on panels. And then you can use the the great thing about these uh, TV shows is that they have breaks. So you're like, Okay, we, we still love podcasting. Let's find something to talk about. And at that point, you have your fan base. And they're like, uh, quite honestly, whatever Brittany and Amanda want to talk about, I'll I'll let them you know go on about <laughs> the makeup selection at Sephora if you want. Or
2: <laughs> have you listened to our podcast?
0: <laughs> A couple episodes. <laughs> I love how you were uh, you were you were worried about the makeup you were going to have on um, when you were doing the interview with. Uh, we were so,
2: so stressed <laughs> about so that. <laughs> We threw out, like, we were throwing out outfits the night before. Like, I can't wear this if we're going to go do that. I mean, and maybe that's just one of those things where it's like you're standing on stage next to – two characters that routinely or two people that play characters that wear corsets and look amazing and everything that they're in. And then at the end of the day, nobody cared what we were wearing. Like nobody was when we look at pictures because we thought, oh, let's I hope that people are taking pictures so we can have them. Yeah. Zero pictures of us, which is fine. I mean, we were not the main attraction of the yeah. whole of course, thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. funny how much we obsessed about it. And then there's like nothing to even show for it, unless you were there watching it. Cool. When you're when you're stressed about something, sometimes your mind
1: clings to a weird thing. And for us, it was somehow the clothing and the makeup, and um, it was a little bit like the first day of school, though, or starting a new job. So I think it was kind of normal to obsess about that. But yeah, it was I have some really great makeup because yeah, because there's of that.
2: I I went shopping and bought some things that I wore one time, and now and I just have a good collection. Yeah, we do. We have nice clothes. So invite us somewhere, and uh, we'll look great.
0: <laughs> if anyone uh would like someone to moderate a panel, then uh Brittany and Amanda are available. We Welcome. have the clothes
2: and makeup. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. We'll be wearing the right shade of lipstick.
0: Or MC or bar mitzvah or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs>
1: I'll do a good bar mitzvah. I'll do the bar mitzvah. Yeah. We'll do that. Absolutely.
0: The the other uh aspect that you've both touched upon is the fact that you um your jobs are supportive of the show to some extent or another. And I think that's been helpful. And I think for people, new podcasters that are getting into it, I think I wonder if either you would want to talk about that, how that's helped you feel like you don't have to just, you know, kind of sneak time in or just rush home and and, to, and have people. I think one of you mentioned that you, uh, one of your bosses or your coworkers listens to this show and or they're supportive of the show in, in some way or another. And I'm, I'm wondering – you know just speaking to people out there who who uh, the majority of podcasters podcasters i would say you know are doing this on the side so um why how how that's been for you along the way
2: i hit the boss jackpot i mean i i don't know of a lot of bosses who would my boss actually bought me my first microphone nice um and he tells me all the time don't downplay this what you're doing is really awesome And when I went to San Jose, he was like, he was texting me, you know, send me pictures. I want to see what's going on. And he, he's let me do interviews at work. I've brought my, all my gear up to work and I've done interviews while on the job. Um, You know, if there's ever a time I've actually told him, Hey, I have to leave early because I need to do this podcasting thing. Or I have actually, the show comes on on Sundays and if it's a two hour episode, I'll tell him, um, I'm not going to be at work on Monday because this episode was two hours long and I need more time in my day, focus time to, to put together a podcast. And he does it, he lets me do that. So I don't know that everybody would have that generous of a boss. Uh, my boss is really, he said multiple times, okay, well, when your podcast makes it big, just remember where you came from. Like he's all he wants is like shout outs on the podcast That's eventually. Funny.
1: Yeah. And on my end, I actually started out when we first started podcasting, I was actually still freelancing. So I had, um, I I don't like to say that it's super flexible to freelance because you're always very deadline driven, but I definitely was working from home and and I could uh, work around the podcast schedule. Um, and then now I am working full time, but, I also I still work from home, which is a huge benefit, and I think more and more companies these days are realizing that in order to attract great employees, uh, not that I'm like bragging about myself, but uh, you know, to attract better employees who are well-rounded and who have a lot of different. Uh, Capabilities. I, I think companies are realizing that they need to kind of be a little bit more flexible with some of these things and allow people to have outside interests and cultivate outside interests. And obviously, there, are, with podcasting, you learn so much about tech, the web, communications. All of these things could be very beneficial to your day job as well. You know, it's it's. I think it's important. Especially in the job market now, I think people are desperate to just kind of hold on to any job, but it is important to look for a job that will allow you to also have a little bit of time for the stuff you love because that just makes you a happier and better and more well-rounded human being.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important because we, we're we not like... Um automatons who just have one task you know on the on an assembly line that's the only thing we can do and that's the only thing we're capable of and then that we shut off and then we don't think of anything when we go back home and i think recognizing that we have a variety of interests and you know we could be into the walking dead and we could like reciting poetry and then we could like go skydiving and then (laughs) you know love italian food and just like it's so crazy like the the variety of things if you think about, you know, if I had you if I had you make a list of five more podcasts you could start tomorrow, I'm sure you could rattle them off like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> On a variety of topics, but I think, you know, even maybe to all the the bosses out there who, you know, have who can support um, their employees in endeavors like this, I think it's it's really important and it's I think it's just something that we should be stressed because it's like you know what what's the saying like a happy employee it's something about a happy employee is someone just who always enjoys coming back to work and 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 th- loves the company that they're working for and, and just realizes how happy how lucky they are to be working for something like that and who wouldn't want employees like that
2: if you're a boss listening to this right now i my i mean my my real advice is this so many people find their job that they're gonna do nine to five, they make good money, and that's it. That's all and you give up on those little dreams of I wanted I wanted to travel, I wanted to do this and that, because you feel like you can't, you have a PTO bank and you only take so much time. And so you give up on those things that would really make you happy. So if you're a boss and you have the capability of saying, you know, go do this. I mean, my my boss said when I told him about San Jose. And I said, okay, well, there's a possibility that we couldn't be invited back. There are things that we could do. It was not okay. Well, just don't work for two. You know, don't work. It'll be fine. It was how can we set you up so that you know you can check your email when you're on the road. If you need to make calls, you can make calls, but you can still go do what you want to do. And so with technology the way that it is, come on, bosses. I mean, you can do something. Like you can do something here to help out your employees be happy. That sounds and, good.
1: Also, I just believe there are a lot of transferable skills too. It really benefits everyone. It's kind of win win um, if you're cultivating a love of podcasting or blogging or uh, have if you have a YouTube career on the side, you know all of that's super beneficial, I think, for a lot of employers.
0: Words of wisdom for all you employers out there <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So uh thanks so much for being so accommodating with your time. I have a couple more questions, but I'm I'm having fun so far.
2: Yeah, this is this is it's really fun to be on the other side of things now. Yeah, it is. And it's actually a really good
1: experience that I didn't realize we were kind of missing. You know, when we interview people, we're just used to interviewing, but now it's it's good to be on the other end of of the microphone.
0: <laughs> you know, I
2: hope that Terry Gross listens to this because I really want to be on fresh air one day. So this is <laughs> this is my my uh, prerequisite interview before the interview.
0: So I'm going to mark the timestamp so that I can tweet it out when the episode goes live and says, you know, at uh, minute 55, Brit- here's where Brittany and then I'll tag Terry Gross on Twitter. It's just like, here's the car. <laughs>
1: And don't forget the Kathy Lee uh, Wine yes. uh, sponsorship. Yeah, we.
0: <laughs> Please send me that link, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. So, <laughs> okay. um, so I'll, I usually ask a couple of questions at the end when I have um, just one guest on. So I'll, I'll split. I'll split these two with you. Um, so, for Amanda, first, um, what have you changed your mind about recently?
1: What have I changed my mind about recently? Amanda
2: never changes her mind about anything. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
1: Brittany's right i don't i'm pretty stubborn um hmm wow can i get back to you on that I am, all right
0: I'm, I'm gonna ask uh Brittany her question while you think about that uh Brittany, what's the one most misunderstood thing about you <laughs>
2: Uh, people think that a loud person, I am, I mean, full disclaimer, I'm super loud. I don't know. People say they fall asleep to our podcast. I don't get how, but people think that when you are super loud and you, you're very passionate about things that you have a specific personality type, they expect you to be on all the time. And I am actually a very shy person. I don't, I'm very intimidated. Um, in large groups, I don't want to be the center of attention at a party. I would much rather have a glass of wine and sit in a corner and people watch. So there is this acting that goes on where you spend a lot of energy pretending to be that person in a, in a public setting. And then at the end of the day, you're just exhausted and tired. And so people always misunderstand that loudness part of me. And I, I always hated it when I would go to parties and it would be really dull And people would say, oh, you know, Brittany, you do this. I'm like, no, Brittany does not want to do that. (laughs) I'm not down for starting the karaoke movement at this party. No. Um, So that is one thing that people just don't realize is that I'm a very I'm actually a very shy person.
0: Interesting. All right, Amanda, I'll, I'll let you choose between the two questions. Then how about that?
1: The only thing I can think of that I changed my mind on recently is I was trying to pick out a bottle of wine for this weekend (laughs) and I was going to go with Pinot Grigio, but I ended up with Sauvignon Blanc. So sometimes that happens in life.
0: That's true. Sometimes it's Pinot Grigio. Sometimes it's Sauvignon Blanc. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll end on a, on a, on a nice note for both of you, um, I want each one of you to tell me one thing you appreciate about having the other as a co-host.
2: Nothing. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that she lives far away. No. <laughs> um, no. You know what's funny is that we actually—I don't know. This is probably just really healthy for anybody's relationship. So I, I, everybody from couples to podcast co-hosts, we actually do reflect on this a lot about what makes us great podcast co-host. And I think that one of the things that we always fall back on is that we are just different enough that we are so compatible that it's like, Amanda is like my podcast wife. Like we are both in relationships and our separate lives, but it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I wonder what Amanda thinks about this. So I am just very appreciative of the fact that Amanda is different from me. And yet somehow we always connect at the right places. And we, I don't, it's just, it's like this, I don't even know how to kismet. We were meant to be podcast co-hosts together.
1: Yeah, I agree. To some extent, it's just luck and things sometimes are just meant to be. And I would say that kind of describes how we uh, found each other and, you know, ended up working so well. Um, I also think we have very much the same values and we have the same goals with the podcast. So that is really, really important. Um, We also have the same level of commitment. So when you're doing a podcast, you really can't have a co-host that has a different level of commitment than you do because Mm -hmm. it will drive you crazy. And I think it just won't work, but we're pretty much on the same level. Um, We have uh, also, yeah, again, we have the same interest in once upon a time, but a lot of times we, we, have different thoughts about the show. We have different interests in our life. So that makes some of our conversations really interesting when before we start talking about once upon a time, often we'll go off topic and Brittany will have this idea over here and I will be thinking about something completely different and just sort of the contrast is really interesting and exciting for us as co-hosts. You know, I never get bored with Brittany. So I
2: think (laughs) I don't know if that's good or I appreciate that Amanda uh, never judged me for never having seen a Star Wars movie before two years ago (laughs) and that she doesn't judge the fact that every Sunday night I drink a, a bottle of wine and really, it just becomes a conversation piece. She's never judged me for that, and I appreciate it.
1: It was really useful, though, because usually when I go to parties, people are like, Why aren't you drinking more? And when I was with Brittany, <laughs> I would like no one notice because Britney was drinking plenty. So we could <laughs> no,
2: just I drink enough for the both of us. She drank enough for the both that of us. That sounds really bad. Like, I am not. This, <laughs> no. sounds... <laughs> this sounds really horrible. No, that's a... no, it. No. On Once Upon a Time Night, I have a bottle of wine because I watched. Like six TV shows on Sunday night. Everything comes on on Sunday night. So, you know, you start at five o'clock in the evening. And then by the time Once Upon a Time comes on, you're just tweeting whatever into the universe because you don't care anymore.
0: Thank you, Kathy Lee.
2: Thank you, <laughs> Kathy Lee. You've done it for me. You've brought me here, Kathy Lee. That's right. She's a bad influence on all of us.
0: Yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for making the time to come on the show.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. It's been a lot
0: of fun. I think uh, listeners will get to know a little bit more about Brittany and a little bit more (laughs) about (laughs) man.
2: We drink. I'm not going to keep bringing that up. And I'm the weird, like, my podcast was my science project. Danish TV. (laughs) I, I honestly had no idea about this. I feel like I'm in the weird science movie where... So I didn't realize that I was the experiment. Yeah. I was never planning on telling you, Brittany, actually. <laughs> the truth came out on this podcast. Podcast wow. Junkies will get to the truth. It's, and
1: <laughs> it's gone beyond that though at this point. It's it's much more than that. I might
0: have to use that as a as a as a, a snippet testimonial podcast, <laughs> no. podcast junkies will get to the truth.
2: That's right. Podcast junkies, the truth, the truth is not there. Yeah, you <laughs> so, did. You found it.
0: So what what's the best way for folks to track you down online?
2: Um, You can find us at Once Upon a Podcast. Well, actually, you can find us at OUAPodcast.com. I was giving out a longer URL that no longer exists. Uh, OUAPodcast.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at OUAPodcast. I am on Twitter. I have a personal Twitter account. It's uh, at Brit underscore Duke. Brit with two Ts. Follow that one if you like the cussing version of live tweeting television shows. I am very hard pg-13 soft <laughs> r on my twitter for I watch pg-18 a, there you go yeah i watch a lot of tv shows and live tweet them that's what i do so and actually Brittany gave out the wrong twitter handle <laughs> so i've been drinking wine so that's what happened i have been drinking tea
1: and so let me give you the correct information <laughs> we are at ouapodcast.com <laughs> On Twitter, it's Once Upon Podcast. That's right. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash oua
2: podcast. <laughs> That's why she is the the producer. Of this
0: <laughs> That's why you guys are the the female odd couple. <laughs> That's
2: good. We are. We are. She is the. I'm the Thelma to her Louise.
0: Yes. Well, uh, you guys make a, a, a perfect combination together, and I think you guys complement each other really well. So. Um, so hopefully we'll get some new, new listeners to your show and, uh, you guys are on your way to a hundred. Do you have anything special planned?
2: Um, well, I told Amanda that she needs to get on that. So we need ideas. (laughs) Basically tweet us your ideas. I would Uh, love to have, um, Sean McGuire back on because he was our very first interview and I, um, came up with this question where an an episode before the, his character, another his love interest. There was a fade to black scene and we all know what that is, but I took it one step further and I was like, and we call it because our show is family friendly. We call it frickle frackle. And so I forced Amanda to ask this actor (laughs) (laughs) if, (laughs) if the actor, if the characters had frickle frackled and his answer was one can assume but and Sean and I, it, I think we're equally mortified by the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that question is what drove us, like the the fandom of Once Upon a Time collectively found us at that moment. So it was a good question, but it was, I would like to have him back on to ask him his, his opinions, further opinions on Frugal Frackling on the show.
1: <laughs> so everyone, please find the actor Sean McGuire on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to come back on our podcast.
0: <laughs> I usually come up with, um, what I call a retention hashtag. Um, so that I just want to see who's listened. It's a little thing I do at the end of each episode. So I'm always okay. wondering what I'm going to use. And it's quite obvious what I'm going to use for this one. It's going to be, it's going to be frickle yes. frackle hashtag frickle <laughs> frackle. If, uh, you made it to the end of this episode,
2: <laughs> we have started other, cause we also started, uh, we started, people have started calling it frickle frackle. I've yeah. noticed in, within the fandom and then we started a thing. Um, one of the characters, Zelina, ended up pretending to be another character. This show is such a soap opera. Um, but we started calling her Marilina in our podcast, and now that's what the fandom collectively refers to her as. I'm very proud of that. My legacy, though, is Frickle Frackle. Yeah, and that's
0: and that's C K L E. Is that yeah, fr- it? it,
2: it, Frickle? It's Frickle. F R I C K L E F R A C K L E Frickle.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. Just
2: in case it's ever in a spelling bee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it will be at some point. All right, ladies, have a fantastic evening. Thanks again. Thank Thank you. Thank you. You see, I told you that would be fun. I told you that would be interesting. I know the regular listeners were not doubting me. And that you'd find uh, something engaging, something you can relate to. If you're a podcaster, you can relate to the stories they told about how they got together, how they figured out who, how they were going to co-host with each other. And if you're just a regular listener, then you know it's, a, it's really us talking about finding a passion for something, engaging with other people that are passionate about it, realizing that you have your own voice, and then deciding that you can then have a show that's going to coming up on 100 episodes, and have people that engage with you, people that write to you, tweet to you, uh, email you, and then you realize that you are an authoritative voice in this, so much so that you're asked to speak at a conference, and, and then, lo and behold, you're interviewing your heroes you're of the show. Come on. That's, that's amazing. That's cool and that's why we do this and that's why we're so happy and we're so excited and we we record every single week and you know sometimes maybe we don't have the enthusiasm because it's just a down day or we don't have the energy but when those things happen they just put a smile on all of our faces and i love to see podcasters doing what they do getting excited about it no matter what the topic that's why you're going to hear me talk about uh, about shows that just run the gamut, everything, you know, the only criteria really is that you be an interesting host and we're going to have a fantastic conversation. So if, if you know hosts like that and you've, you've listened to dozens on this podcast, send them my way. You know what this is about. You know how much I like to have fun and be real and be sincere. If, if you want to have a real sincere, fun, honest, cool conversation, all aboard. Thanks for listening, and, I, and I, I really hope you enjoyed it. Intro and outro music is uh, my buddy George, Cedar and Soil. Check him out at cedarsoil.com. If you want to support the show, I've talked about a couple different ways you can do that. Um, I'm going to send you to the, uh, the just the, the website, podcastjunkies.com. And engage a bit on the, on the site. Uh, leave a comment on the show notes page. We put a lot of work into descri- you know, the description of what the show's about, some timestamps, some tweetable moments. So if you thought something was important that we talked about, go there, click on it, very, making it very easy for you to just share the content. I think that's really just the takeaway, you know, share the content, share the content, share the content. As you heard, we're part of the Podcastica family, podcastica.com. And again, another shout out to our newest member, uh, the One Mind Meditation Podcast with Morgan Dix. Make sure you check that out as well. We're growing that. And, uh, you know, we're also looking at new shows. So if you've heard some of those shows and you and you know what the vibe is about and, and it's a professional show and people take it seriously and are really fun people as well, you know, who knows? They might be a candidate for the Podcastica family, which would be cool. You know, we're looking to grow that. So uh, I appreciate your support. You know, definitely I, it's, it's something that I, I d- take to heart with all the, the hours of work that I put in to get the show out to you week in and week out. It's not just the prep, it's it's the, everything leading up to the show, it's the interviews. And it's also uh, the interview itself, which is the most fun part. And then afterwards, spreading the word. So that's why you see me all over every single social media platform I can get my hands on. And uh, you never know when uh, where a new fan is going to be found. So I try to be everywhere. So if you made it this far, the, uh, then you're listening for the retention hashtag. And uh, we're going to make it uh, once, twice. So in honor of the Once Upon a Podcast show and the two hosts, we'll do hashtag once, twice. And then uh, what you can do is uh, tweet that out if you made it this far. And, um, and then the Brittany and Amanda provided their Twitter handle as well. And uh podcast underscore junkies. So you can do that and let us know that you made it this far and uh that's your your you get you get this badge and that I hand sew and that you get to put on your vest and and it has uh the yellow fringes from the logo on it and uh it's like tassels, It's like tassels on it. You should check it out, it's nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll hand sew that. <laughs> or maybe someone can make one for me it's late here and I'm getting a little loopy thanks guys oh next week we have an amazing conversation with uh, Danny Pena of uh, Gamertag Radio really really good so see you then Um.